He rules the earth with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. This morning, for a little while, I want to look at some of the glorious, gracious wonders of the love of God. I think the greatest display of his love is how much he just cares for us. He doesn't want us carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. He tells us to minister or to cast all of our cares upon him because he so graciously loves us and cares for us. I want you to know when you're in the family of God, you are in good hands. You are in the capable hands of the God of the universe. You are in the capable hands of Father God, the Father of lights, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. And He's in this place today to reveal Himself to you and to take us on a journey of the wonders of His love. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1, and we notice in verse 16, first of all from the New Living Translation, and then I want us to look at it in the Amplified Version, and I'm going to be asking for some good participation this morning from you as we read a few of these verses together, and I'll let you know when to read. But first of all, in John 1:16, in the New Living Translation says, From His abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Think about all the blessings God has blessed you with. He blessed you today by causing you to wake up. He blessed you last night with a roof over your head. I'm glad that the bridge was not your roof. He blessed you this morning, perhaps with a cup of coffee or a drink of milk, a bowl of cereal, or maybe a cheese omelet. Come on, somebody. His grace is abundant in our lives. And in John 1.16 in the Amplified, and this is a time for you to read. Ready? Go ahead and read. And even favor upon favor... And gift heaped upon gift. Wow. Layers and layers of His grace. Layers and layers of His blessing. Do you remember when the angel Gabriel came to Mary to announce to her the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? He came unto her and said, How thou art highly what? You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And blessed art thou among women. Three things. You're favored, you're blessed, and the Lord is with you. Those three things apply to us as well. We are blessed coming in and blessed going out. We are blessed with His presence, not only in us, but He's with us and He's also for us. But I want to talk to you about this favor that Mary was favored with. And the same favor that she was favored with is yours today. In the book of Psalms in chapter 5, in verse 12, we're going to take a look at this. Ready, read. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Now notice with me that you that are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus have been surrounded, you have been encircled, and you have been encompassed with the favor of God. 
This favor that is yours preserves you. This favor that is mine protects us. This favor serves as a shield all around us. This favor has been so graciously bestowed upon you and I as a free gift from the God of all grace. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. How many of you know there's a vast difference between religion and Christianity? You see, religion searches for God. Religion has a list of do's and don'ts. Religion has a lot of rituals. But when you come into the kingdom of God, is Christ in you the hope of glory? Is Christ having a relationship with you? He brought you out of darkness and he brings you into the fellowship of his son. We're called to fellowship. Oh, what a blessing it is to know Jesus. In Job chapter 10 and verse 12, it says that he has granted us favor and life. And thy visitation has preserved my spirit. I went to a grade school in Minneapolis, Minnesota called Visitation. Down further north was an incarnation. And further south was Annunciation. Back then they had parishes, you know, and you went to the parish that you were assigned to. But I had no idea what the word visitation meant until I received a divine visitation from the Lord in March of 1975. When he brought me out of darkness, he visited me in that treatment center and brought me over into the kingdom of God. And his visitation in your life, his presence in your life, his goodness in your life visits you and abides with you forever. I wish I could get a shout in this place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thy visitation preserves your spirit. Psalms 30 and verse 5. How many of you know that his anger is only for a moment? I'm sure enough glad that's true. Because you know sometimes this old flesh likes to jump up. And take rulership in our lives. Have you discovered that your flesh wants to do things that it used to do? That your flesh ain't saved? Now don't look at me so holy. But thank God. When we failed and when we've missed it. How many of you know his anger is but for a moment? Thank God for the blood of the lamb. But here's what his favor is for. His favor is isn't just for Christmas time. His favor isn't just for the month of December. His favor is for a lifetime in your life and in my life. Oh, man, think about it. The favor of God is for your whole life. I mean, in your 10s, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s, in your 80s, in your 90s, and maybe even some of you in your 100s. Say, I'm having a lifetime of divine favor. Now learn this, my dear brothers and sisters. Rejoice in the favor of God that you see every day of your life. You know, the other day I was in this long line waiting for something. And this lady just went like this to me behind the counter. And she says, come on, right up here. We'll take care of you right now. That was the favor of God. It could have taken me a full hour. And yet the favor of God brought me to the front of the line. 
Now, I didn't look back at the people around me. Not everybody understands this kind of favor. So favor, then, gets you to places you couldn't get by yourself. The favor of God gives you an advantage for success. The word favor means to support, to endorse, to assist, to make easier, to provide with advantages, and to show you special privileges. I love Jerry Savelle because he is the master of teaching on favor. And his series on the subject of favor, the announcer announced it this way, and I'm going to announce it the same way. Favor, it opens doors, creates opportunities, turns adversaries into allies, accelerates progress, brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. Hallelujah! So then a major key to activating this favor is with your faith. The Bible says that we have access into this divine grace, this divine favor, through our faith. And faith believes in one's heart, and faith says with its mouth with, with what one believes in his heart. The spirit of faith believes and therefore speaks. If you're going to activate this favor, number one, be thankful for it every time it happens. And number two, confess it every day. Declare the favor of God on a daily basis. If you will declare divine favor every day, I believe that divine favor will show up for you every day. Look at Job chapter 22 and notice with me in verse 28 in the Amplified. Say with me, I'm expecting His favor to show up in every area of my life. Divine favor is the mark of a privileged life. Now notice this. It says, you shall also decide and decree a thing. It's very interesting to me, however, that before I decree something, I must make a quality decision to do so. And so what I'm telling you today is this, is make a decision every day to speak and to decree the favor of God upon your life. Literally, it will change your circumstances. It will turn impossible situations around. It'll cause you to triumph in areas that you have suffered in in the past. Notice he says, you shall decide and decree a thing or say a thing. And it shall be established for who? It will be established for you. It will be established for me. And, read the rest of it, and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. I want the light of His favor shining upon my ways. Do you want the light of His favor shining upon your ways as you travel this week? How about at the mall? I mean, get so happy about a parking space that you just lift up your hands and shout, Glory! Amen. Our kids used to laugh at mom about, she always used to talk about parking favor. 
But you know, I notice something when I go to the mall to them, and a car opens up, they're talking about favor, opening opens up, they're talking about favor themselves. Hallelujah. The favor of God. The favor of God. You see, there is a connection between the manifestations of God's blessing on your life and the declaration of God's blessing upon your life. Amen? And this is a free gift. This is connected to the wonders of His love. You know, I was thinking earlier today about the favor of God and how it has shown up so many times in our life here as a church. And I got to thinking, you know what? The favor of God will give you things that you in the natural don't even deserve. The favor of God, I mean, will give you a seven to zero vote with the city council. The favor of God will open doors that no man can shut. Hallelujah. You don't have to get the land. You don't have to get the job. You don't have to get the promotion by your own sword. You'll get it because he favors you. Say it with me. He favors me. The favor of God is upon my life. How many have ever heard the old saying, and I are all in favor, say I. That has to do with God's support for your life. Kenneth E. Hagin said this. He said, if God is for you, what difference does it make who's against you? Look at Psalm 44, verse 3. I tried to quote it, but let me quote it to you accurately. Psalms 44, verse 3. It says this, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arms save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hadst a favor unto them. He has a favor unto you. Then quickly turn over to Psalms 89, verse 17. And look with me in the Amplified Version of Psalms 89 and verse 17. It says, for you are the glory of their strength. You are our proud adornment. And by your favor, our horn is exalted. And we walk with uplifted faces. Do you like that? We can walk through this life with an uplifted face. Why? Because confidence in Him will affect your countenance. And it is the season to be jolly. Are you a jolly believer? Are you a merry Christian? Hallelujah! Lord, I pray that you'll just flood the people of God with favor today. Give them favor, Lord, in every area of their lives. Now let's go on to a different Christmas carol. How about Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Remember that one? It goes like this. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man, with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. And I love the other verse where it says, Hark the angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. I'm here to tell you this morning that God has reconciled man to God. And I'm so glad that he did. 
I am so glad that the hand of the Lord is upon every one of you. I'm so glad that the Lord brought you out of darkness into his glorious kingdom. Thank you, Lord. God and man have been reconciled. You know, there is no greater joy than to be born again and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the goodness of God. When the angels came and they announced to the shepherds that something that the earth had never seen or ever heard of before, they basically were saying, you don't have to be afraid anymore. They announced peace on earth. You know, one of the greatest enemies to your faith and to your walk of victory and to your walk of favor is fear. I've discovered this long time ago, that fear is a spirit. And it is a diabolical, demonic spirit designed to draw you away from your confidence and your trust in God. Kenneth Copeland says it like this, that fear tolerated is faith contaminated. In other words, if there's fear in our lives and we don't do anything about these fears but rather entertain them and just let them kind of do what they want to do in our lives, then we're tolerating it and we're contaminating our faith. But I've discovered this, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And what doesn't come from God, I'm not going to take. What doesn't come from God, I'm going to resist. What doesn't come from God in my life that tries to invade my soul and tries to invade my victory, I'm going to take the sword of the Spirit, the word of the living God, and I'm going to resist fear in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to put fear on the run. The Bible says if we'll submit ourselves to God and we will resist the devil, amen, he will do what? He will flee from us. And did you know that the word flee there means run from as in terror? See, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. But what did he give us? He gave us a spirit of power. He gave us a spirit of love. And he gave us a spirit of a sound mind. Say this with me. I have a sound mind. I have a calm. I have a well-balanced mind. I have... The mind of Christ. Now, what was the first thing that Adam did when he committed high treason? The Bible says that Adam hid himself. And they tried to cover themselves. And the Lord came down into the garden. And he knew where Adam was. But he basically said, Adam, where are you at? What's going on with you? And Adam said... Well, he said, I was afraid and I hid myself. Listen, fear will always run from God. Faith will always run to God. Fear will always run and in fear, but faith will always come boldly to the throne and draw near. And understand this, that fear is under your feet. Let's take dominion over fear right now. Say it with me. I take dominion in the name of Jesus over any and all fears. 
in the name above every name, in Jesus' name. You ready to get happy? Look at Luke chapter 2, and notice with me in verses 10 through 14. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14, and I'm going to ask you to read this with me. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. To how many people? What kind of news? Good news. And this good news isn't going to bum you out. This good news is going to cause great joy. Great joy. Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ Jesus the Lord. Now let's stop right there. Unto you this day a Savior. Unto you this day a Savior. Unto you this day a Savior. And unto you this day a Savior. I proclaim by the word of the Lord that now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of deliverance. Now is the day to be filled with the Spirit. Now is the day to get your miracle. Because unto you this day. Now faith is. It is the substance of things hoped for. Some of you have hoped for your miracle. Others use of hope for your daughters and your sons to come from afar and to come home. Some of you have hoped for salvation and deliverance from some sort of an addiction or some sort of sin or some sort of a habit. I prophesy to you today, unto you, this day, deliverance. Unto you, this day, healing. Unto you, this day, hope. Unto all of us, this day, a Savior. And you know, that's because of the wonders of His love. Look at the next verse. It goes on to say, And this shall be a sign unto you. How many of you know that Jesus is still working signs and wonders today? It'll be a sign to you. He said, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And what were they saying? Let's say it together. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward man. Let's think about that right now. On earth, peace. Amen? And goodwill toward men. Who is good? God is good. So what he's saying is this. Is God's will toward men can be done on earth even as it is in heaven. Hallelujah! Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven my prayer for you that you would experience the wonders of his love and live a fear-free faith-filled joy-filled life every day look at first john chapter 4 and verse 18 and notice with me in this verse here this is a tremendous verse and we're going to look at it from the amplified version 
When we get an understanding of how much God loves us, or how much He who is love loves you and loves me, when we understand that, there will be no fear in our lives. There is no fear in this revelation of the wonders of His love. Dread does not exist. Now notice this. But full-grown, complete, and perfect love. I think it's interesting that he says that. He says full-grown, complete, and perfect love. Now how many of you know that we're all growing spiritually? I think that one of the greatest revelations that you and I can get as we grow spiritually, I know it's true for me, is a greater understanding of how much he loves us. A greater understanding of the wonders of his love. Hey, have you seen him show up in your life? Have you seen him do some things for you you could never do for yourself? Have you seen his delivering hand? Come on, somebody. Keep that verse up there. We're not done yet. But full-grown, complete, and perfect love. You've experienced that love. What this does in our lives then is it turns fear out of doors. In other words, it expels every trace of terror. We found out that fear has torment, right? For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. I believe that we can grow into love's complete perfection. Thank you, Father, for removing every trace of terror and every trace of fear from our lives. You know, fear is a very subtle thing. And sometimes people like to act like they've got it all together. And they like to act like they're all that. Because that's, after all, that's the way you're supposed to act in church. Well, how are you doing? Oh, blessed. And then they go home and toss and turn all night because of fears in their lives. Now, I'm not saying that you need to hang it all out at church. But what I am saying is this, is if there is fear in your life, you need to come to grips with it. Amen. Amen? And stop pretending and stop acting like it's not there. And look at it square in the face and say, fear, you've been a part of my life now for way too long. And then go to the scriptures and then displace those fears with faith-filled promises. It's the law of displacement. See, it's easy to talk one way in church, but how are you talking at home? How are you talking behind closed doors? What are you saying about your life? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying about your body? See, oftentimes, more than not, I think people are not saying the right thing. They're saying the wrong thing. So if you want to displace these fears that come against your life, be like the wise men and seek the Lord. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from every fear. Now, I'm going to nail one of those fears square in the head today. 
It's called the fear of the future. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? How am I going to send my kids to school? How am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to be able to do that? And if you allow yourself, you can be crippled with fear concerning your future. I mean, all you've got to do is turn the news on. They will never, ever report to you how many airliners made it safe to their destination. But if there is ever an accident, they will infiltrate the media with that. And if you feed on that, it will bring fear into your lives. You see, the Bible says, and we're going somewhere today. The Bible says that the thing which I have greatly feared has come upon you, upon me. See, fear is like a magnet. Fear is the reversal of faith. It is the reciprocal of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Fear is the substance of things not desired. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Fear comes by hearing the lies of the devil. Faith is, is, is developed by meditating and acting on the word. Fear is developed by acting and meditating on the lies of the enemy. Amen. And so this fear of the future is something you've got to deal with. I believe that God would have every one of you, as we enter into this new year coming up, to annihilate fear and smile in faith at our future. You see, the Bible says that hope that is deferred, it makes the heart sick. Or one translation says hope that is deferred, it makes the heart stoop or it causes people to be down on the inside. And listen, if you're down on the inside, it's pretty, pretty sure that you're going to be down on the inside. But here's what the God kind of hope will do for you. And hope-filled believers is one of the wonders of His love for your life. Confidence, favorable expectations of your future. That's what biblical hope is. Now, I pray that the God of hope would fill you with all joy this season in believing that you may abound and that you may bubble over with faith-filled hope in Jesus' name. We don't have to be afraid of the future. My Father has the future in His hand. I'm not afraid of global warming because I know my Father and my Redeemer lives. Look at your neighbor and say, Wake up! Hallelujah! Look at me and say, Wake up! Hallelujah! And so, moving right along. Moving right along. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail, in hell, the incarnate de- deity. Pleased with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. You mark it down. The reason that Jesus came ultimately was go to the cross and to be your substitute. 
He was a great teacher, and we appreciate the teaching, but we needed more than an anointed teacher. We needed the Lamb from before the foundation of the world to be slain for you and to be slain for me. In John chapter 1 and verse 14 and in verse 18 in the NIV version, this is a tremendous verse of Scripture. It says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. What was He full of? Full of grace and truth. Now notice verse 18. Verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God, but God the one and the only who is at the Father's side, He has made him known. The Amplified says he has declared him, he has revealed him, and brought him out where he can be seen. Listen, when Jesus came to this earth, God went public. He told Philip one day, he said, look, Philip, if you've seen me, you've literally seen the Father. So Jesus being the express image of the Father, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He went about doing good, raising the dead, feeding the multitude. He displayed and opened up to the public for everyone to see a clear picture of the Father. You see, religion gives a vision of the Father as being an angry God. But Christianity gives the image of the Father being love. One of the wonders of His love is for us being able to look in the perfect law of liberty and see Him as He really is. Look with me quickly over to Hebrews chapter 1, if you would. Hebrews chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 3. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And we'll look at it in the Amplified Version. The New Living Translation says that the sun reflects God's own glory and everything about him represents God exactly. Hallelujah. Now notice this. The sun radiates. He is the sole expression. Let's go back to the Amplified. Please. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. He is the light being. He is the outrain or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. And he's upholding and he's maintaining and he's guiding and he's propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Read that phrase with me. And he is maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Now what that means is this, is you and I are upheld by the wonders of his love. Whatever test you may face this upcoming year, you can lean back on the fact that he's upholding, he's maintaining, he's guiding and propelling the whole universe by the mighty word of his power. If he's taking care of the whole universe by his power, he can take care of you in the test that you face. You can lean back on his everlasting arms and rest in him and be upheld by the glory of his presence. Come on, somebody. Remember this. Remember this. God 
is serious about you. He's serious about keeping you. He's serious about preserving you. He's serious about upholding you. Come on, somebody. Somebody says, yeah, but I lost my house. Well, he's on a serious hunt to get you a better one. Somebody says, well, I lost my job. He's on a serious hunt to get you a better one. Yeah, but my children are out in the world and they're rebelling. The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he is looking for an opportunity. He's hunting for an opportunity to show himself strong on the behalf of your loved ones. Listen, if he's upholding and propelling and guiding this whole universe by the word of his power, he can take care of your PG&E bill. I hear the Lord saying, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. And what he's looking for, my dear brothers and sisters, he's looking for your response of faith. Not for just a casual observance and said, oh, that's a nice verse, isn't it, Ethel? We shall maybe deposit that into our confession package and make it every now and then. No, that's not revelation knowledge. When you come into contact with the God of gods, the God of the universe, when you've been taken out of darkness and brought into light, when you've seen him propel you, when you've seen him uphold you in the past, what makes you think he won't do it again in 2015? We serve a God that's done it in the past. He's doing it now and he'll do it again. And he'll do it again and again and again and again. You know why? Because my God don't change. My God don't change. He said, I am the Lord and I don't change. If I upheld you last year, I'm sure enough going to uphold you next year. If I healed you last time, I'm sure enough going to heal you next time. If I provided for you last decade, I'm sure enough going to provide for you this decade. Because I am the God of much, much more. My hand is upon you for good. I'm upholding you. I'm propelling you. I'm guiding you. I've got your back. I love you. I'm for you. I'm on your side. Trust me. Have faith in me. And you will triumph over every opposition. Come on, somebody. Let's give him praise. I like to run, I like to shout. When I think about the things that God has done, when I think about what He's already brought me through, it puts faith in my heart. It puts a joy in my step. It gives me great joy. Woo! When I think about His goodness and what He's done for me, I want to dance. I want to dance. When I think about His goodness. Woo! And what He's done for me. I want to spin. I want to shout. I want to clap. I want to dance. Woo! I want to do it all. For the glory of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Oh, 
Hallelujah. He took cancer out of your body. He'll keep cancer out of your body. He took depression out of your soul. He'll keep depression out of your soul. We serve the everlasting Father. Everlasting joy. Everlasting strength. Everlasting provision. Everlasting peace. Everlasting love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes you just got to preach it out. Sometimes you only can go so far by teaching. But oh, thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the upheldding power of the power of God in this place today. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be whole. Be well. In the name of Jesus. Be upheld. In the name of Jesus. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I just couldn't seem to get victory over that. It's a new season. It's a new day. Victory is in this place. Deliverance is in this place. Salvation is in this place. The hand of the Lord is in this place. The hand of the Lord is upon your heart of the bay for good. Yeah, but I came up short this month. The month ain't over yet. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Come on, Pastor Tom, get on that piano. Hallelujah. Glory. Come on, let's stand up and give God praise. Woo. Glory to God. Now listen to this. A.W. Tozer wrote, What we believe about God is the most important thing about us. Jesus is our Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's not far away and hiding from us. This week as we celebrate Christmas, realize and let your heart accept the wonders of His love. Merry Christmas. Let's sing and shout about it for a few moments. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord.